Hello and welcome to Civic. I'm Max Pringle. Proposition B on the November ballot in San Francisco would create a new Department of Sanitation and Streets in the city and a commission to oversee the scandal-plagued Public Works Department. Backers say the new agency would better focus the city's efforts on keeping the streets clean and safe. We have dirty streets and dirty government, and Prop B is intended to uh, address both of those things. Uh, Unlike uh, many, if not most, major cities across the country, San Francisco does not currently have a Department of Sanitation that can be laser-focused on outcomes on our streets and sidewalks. Proposition B continues all the same policies. It rips in half a $400 million agency. 850 employees go out one door and then go in another door. We create a big new agency that does nothing new. Civic is underwritten in part by the San Francisco Foundation, which has been acting as a catalyst for change to build strong communities, foster civic leadership, and promote philanthropy in the San Francisco Bay Area since 1948. More at sff.org. San Francisco Department of Public Works former director Mohammed Nuru and other city staffers were recently caught up in a bribery and corruption scandal that has led to their arrest. Backers of Prop B say a new DPW commission and new sanitation and streets department can provide needed accountability. District 6 Supervisor Matt Haney joined us recently to talk about the proposed measure. Proposition B on the November ballot in San Francisco would create a new Department of Sanitation and Streets and a Department of Public Works Commission. It's in part a response to the recent scandal at the Department of Public Works. Uh, District 6 Supervisor Matt Haney is joining us. Uh, Supervisor, hello. Hi, great to be with you. Supervisor Haney, talk a little bit about Prop B and what it would do. Sure. Uh, Well, you know, I think that most people are aware of what the problem is. I represent District 6, which includes uh, downtown San Francisco, south of Market. Uh, We have had a challenge for some time that has gotten a lot worse with filthy streets and sidewalks. We have become known for poop on the ground and trash. And we unfortunately now have also become known for uh, corrupt government. Uh, The head of the Department of Public Works has been charged with five counts of corruption. Um, So we have dirty streets and dirty government. And Prop B is intended to uh, address both of those things. Uh, Unlike uh, many, if not most, major cities across the country, San Francisco does not currently have a Department of Sanitation that can be laser focused on outcomes on our streets and sidewalks. Uh, setting baseline services, hiring a director with a background and experience in that, holding uh, that person accountable to get the job done on the streets. None of that is happening right now. Instead, it is all housed in the Department of Public Works, which is a massive sprawling department uh, that actually has less oversight and accountability than any other department in our city. So uh, Proposition B would create a Department of Sanitation and Streets, which most other major cities have, Um, And it would create accountability, set baseline services uh, for cleaning our streets, and then put a commission over uh, what uh, remains of the Department of Public Works, which really has been a department uniquely lacking in oversight, which has made it the most corrupt department in San Francisco. It has been so corrupt that it has actually infected about three or four other departments in San Francisco, uh, 
uh, with um, contracting problems that had their roots in the Department of Public Works. Um, so with a new department, new oversight, uh, a requirement to set baseline services and do audits, um, root out inefficiencies, my hope is we can get both clean streets and clean government. Let's start with a little bit of background on this recent uh, scandal. As you were mentioning, uh, Public Works former director, Mohamed Nuru, um, has been arrested for lying to the FBI, fraud charges, and and other pretty serious crimes. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, like, How did we get there? Well, you have this department that had for some time become a place where the executive branch pretty much put anything that it wanted to get done, whether that was, you know, build this or that, clean the streets, get rid of these folks who are on the streets. Um, it was basically a point to place any authority that needed a home in the executive branch was put there. And it was put there without oversight. It was, it was, it, it, it led to one individual, the director of the department, uh, Director Nuru, having massive power concentrated in his hands. And he used that power both to reward his friends, where he handed out tens of millions of dollars in contracts with uh, no oversight, uh, you know, really just to people he, he wanted, and uh, that didn't lead to good results on the streets. But also he enriched himself. He actually took bribes, Rolexes, tractors, trips all over the world. And for me and my constituents, uh, who during the time that he was supposed to keep our streets clean uh, and do his job, he was actually more focused on lining his own pockets, I think is infuriating. Uh, but it's more than just him. It's more than just one person. Um, it is a broken system that allowed this kind of corrupt behavior uh, to take place. And so he needs to be held accountable. People around him need to be held accountable. But we also need to create a structure so that uh, this isn't able to happen again. And um, tell me, how would a new Department of Street Cleaning resolve this particular problem of corruption? Well, right now you have a, a, a department that uh, is responsible for massive number of things, of which street cleaning is only uh, about 10% of their work. It, it is a department that is mostly uh, focused on public infrastructure and contracting, building things. Uh, and uh, currently, um, that department uh, doesn't have any commission oversight. It's one of the few departments where the department head themselves was being the final check on their own contracting. Uh, most other departments have a commission with a public process and transparency where we approve contracts. And the result of that um, is that this individual who runs public works was able to be not just unaccountable, but literally corrupt. And with a new department that can be laser focused on street cleaning, which I will, will say is more important than ever during a pandemic, uh, and uh, with a commission over it, providing direct accountability over that uh, department head, setting baseline services, allowing opportunities for public input and public process, uh, sunlight on everything that Department of Public Works does and the new department will do, will also address uh, the corruption. Uh, what has happened with DPW is that they've taken on more and more and it's been done uh, without any sunlight, without any transparency. And uh, Proposition B will, will fix that, both for the street cleaning work and uh, the larger uh, uh, 
public infrastructure work. And how is letting voters weigh in on this issue um, a good way of dealing with these kind of abusive office scandals? Well, if there was a way to do this without asking the voters, I would have done it that way. (laughs) Um, This is a a significant change to our charter, Uh, creating a a new commission, uh, creating a a new department requires us to go to the voters to ask uh, for their authority. Uh, Our charter can only be changed by the voters. Uh, So our our charter is our sacred governing document. And so this is a big change to our government. And um, I think that the, the voters of San Francisco are fed up with the state of our streets. Uh, it is embarrassing that uh, we as a city have become known for uh, filthy streets and sidewalks, especially when we're so wealthy. And now we have one of the worst corruption scandals in our city's recent history and of anywhere in the country. I mean, we've got now five different departments caught up in this scandal. Uh, and it's this is ugly stuff. People taking literal bribes one of the most powerful individuals in San Francisco government, Mohammed Nuru, for decades he's been one of the most powerful, literally has been spending his time uh, taking $40,000 Rolexes and handing out contracts to his friends. Um, we, we can't just you know continue as business as usual. And I, and I have to say I've been frustrated that uh, the mayor and the executive branch has not made large structural changes to address this and have pretty much left the same people in charge. And uh, this this should concern everyone in San Francisco because the, the corruption also has a direct relationship to the failures that we see on our streets. Those bathrooms, those trash cans that are always broken, those were uh, in, in some cases awarded through corrupt processes that Director Nuru set up. Uh, and I think the results are there for all to see. So corruption is bad because we don't want people stealing. It's also bad because when people are putting themselves or their friends over what's right for everyone else, uh, it's the entire city that suffers. And in researching for this interview, it was I was shocked to see how much power was concentrated in just one agency head's um, hands. Um, talk a little bit about that. Well, you, you know, you've got uh, this director of DPW who, as we know, you know, the mayor, not just the current mayor, but mayors for years, this was the person they text, you know, when they want something cleaned up or fixed or, you know, and so the result of that is that it's a highly politicized department. Uh, instead of setting baseline services and tracking data and outcomes and uh, around what's best for the city, much of what they do is determined by political uh, relationships, uh, both inside and outside of government. Uh, And that has not served (laughs) the people of the city well. Uh, It's allowed for corruption. It's also led to uh, poor results. Every single uh, analysis that has been done since this scandal by the controller has come out and said there's too much power in this director's hands and too much power in the hands of one department. And uh, and, and, and the result of that, I think, is uh, failures uh, on our streets, but also uh, the corruption. And you brought up earlier and earlier in your remarks, um, San Francisco, unfortunately, is being known for its sort of unsafe, unsanitary streets in, in some areas. And how does this like harm tourism and city business? Well, you know, San Francisco is now known for uh, the Golden Gate Bridge and and poop on the streets, <laughs> unfortunately. 
<laughs> and, um, and, you know, and I think it's, it's a solvable problem, you know, uh, that's one thing that I've come out of all of this with, which is, I do think that we can solve what is a pretty simple issue. And a lot of other cities have had success doing so. And, uh, San Francisco should be able to as well. Uh, and it does hurt tourism. It does hurt small businesses. It does hurt businesses. You know, the, some people have brought up the cost of this. Well, think about how much we lose from conventions, from tourists, from businesses that are not able to, or don't choose not to come here or, or don't stay open because of the problems on our streets and sidewalks. And then you've got the quality of life issues. You know, you, it's immeasurable what it means for people who live in South of Market and Bayview, Mission, Tenderloin to walk down the street and have their blocks, you know, smeared in feces and trash and not have a place for people to go to the bathroom and broken trash cans. I mean, this is, it's hard to have pride in your city uh, and in your block and in your community and a connection to it uh, if it isn't kept clean. And I, I just think that if if we can get the basics right, if we can get that part of it right, then we can move on to the next thing. Uh, it, it, this is foundational. It's not a small, minor thing. Uh, and it is also speaking directly to people's human dignity, their health, you know, during a pandemic, uh, having bathrooms, for example. Uh, these are things that are really basic and foundational and, and actually speak directly to the well-being and health of all of our residents. Are there ways in which this new uh, or this proposed new Sanitation and Streets Commission can work with um, homeless services, things like that, to try and um, start tackling some of the larger core issues? Well, that's another thing that I that I hope that we do better with this department. Uh, you know, there have been challenges with the Department of Public Works of engaging in homeless sweeps and taking people's things and not properly documenting those and not helping effectively connect people with services, not having clear policies on these, doing a lot of this behind closed doors or in the dark. Now, this new department will be engaging with, yes, street trash and feces and all that, but also be engaging with human beings. Uh, and I, I hope that we can approach that honestly and directly so that there are clear policies around uh, if you are a laborer and you are out there and you're told to clean a sidewalk, you know, what are you supposed to do if there are people living in, in a tent there? And how can we make sure that we connect people to services? And how do we get the right people out there to do that? It's an unfair, impossible position to put somebody whose job it is, whose training it is to wash a sidewalk, to now have to come face to face with people who may be using that sidewalk to sleep or who may be going through other challenges, mental illness, drug addiction, whatever it is for some people, we need to have the right procedures and policies in place that are appropriately vetted and taking public input uh, as to how to deal with that. And that is not happening right now. Let me circle back with you here on the issue of accountability and transparency. Now, you've introduced some uh, new pay-to-play legislation at the board. Uh, what would those proposals do? Well, one of the things that has come up in the um, 
in the public integrity review that looked at how we had such corruption within the department were a couple of things. One is, as I mentioned, that the director had their had oversight over himself. He approved his own contracts uh, with final approval. Uh, and so we're changing that. And I introduced legislation to make it so that a director can't have final authority over their own uh, contracts, that there has to be some additional level of oversight. And we also found out that one of the ways that this corruption occurred is that the director would force contractors, force uh, people who were doing business with the city to give donations to a nonprofit that the director himself actually controlled. And then he turned around and used that money on pet projects or even to reimburse himself in some cases. And the director of a department should not be without any oversight, without any sunlight, requiring contractors, people doing business with the city to donate to nonprofits of their choice. There's just too much potential there for shakedowns and pay to play. And so uh, the controller recommended, and I've introduced legislation so that um, department directors can't uh, uh, require uh, or, or even solicit uh, contractors for donations to nonprofits, except with very uh, limited exceptions. And I think that takes away an element of pay to play that unfortunately has uh, uh, governed a lot of what has happened, not just in this department, but others. And you're pushing legislation to end this uh, self-oversight loophole, right? Yes. Yeah, so we, tomorrow we have a hearing uh, about uh, that uh, to make it so that uh, you can't uh, have self-oversight. Essentially, the mayor had uh, oversight over the department director, but the mayor, the prior mayor, uh, delegated that authority back to this director, uh, Director Nuru who had oversight over himself, which was as I, what I called the self-oversight loophole. And then the other one that we were introducing is related to this, uh, what are called behested payments, where a department director is you know, essentially uh, for contractors or people who are trying to do business with the city, uh, you know, saying you got to donate to this nonprofit of my choice. And sometimes that nonprofit, unfortunately, is something that's directly connected to that department director. And that's what has happened again and again with uh, Director Nuru and, and, and with other departments as well. With these uh, last just couple of minutes here I have with you, Supervisor Matt Haney, um, talk about how these scandals erode public trust uh, uh, among San Franciscans. Well, I think that um, San Francisco has a a high standard for what we think government is capable of. And San Franciscans have again and again approved bonds and tax measures, uh, revenue. And we do that with uh, a lot of uh, trust that the money will be used well, that it will be used solely for the public good. And a lot of good has actually come from that. We've brought a lot of people off the street into shelters and navigation centers into mental health care and we actually have a lot more that we need to do. Uh, and in order to be able to do all of that, we need the public to continue to believe that that money will be used well. And when you see these corruption scandals, I think it will, it's going to, it's going to add some level of, 
uncertainty or uh, a lack of trust that the money will be used how it should be. And that's unfortunate because people will suffer from that. We will have a harder time getting the funds that we need to get the job done because people don't have that trust. And so my goal is to help restore that trust by making sure the money is used in an accountable, transparent way, uh, and also to actually solve problems that should be solved considering uh, the massive wealth and innovation that we already have in the city. Uh, there is no excuse why, why I should represent residents who walk outside, can't find a trash can, can't find a bathroom, step in feces. Uh, this is unimaginable uh, conditions that, that many of our residents live in or work in or visit. And I believe that it is directly connected to corruption. I believe it's also directly connected to uh, poor structure that it that has not been getting the jo job done is not designed to get the job done. So I hope with Prop B we're able to restore some public trust and also just res restore some basic human dignity uh, around the conditions on our streets. That was San Francisco Supervisor Matt Haney speaking about Proposition B on the November ballot. This is Larry Marceau. I am a San Francisco technology investor. I was selected by the Department of Elections to write the opposition argument to Proposition B and the rebuttal to District, Super, District 6 Supervisor Matt Haney. Okay, Larry, so um, you oppose Proposition B. Uh, why? Well, I believe San Francisco has the political will to clean our streets. But at this point, it's clear the Board of Supervisors does not. This is not a spending problem. The budget for street cleaning has doubled in four years. The conditions on our streets result from deep, fundamental flaws at City Hall. And San Francisco has become a canvas for some of the biggest problems of our time, the triad of mental illness, drug abuse, and homelessness. I believe Proposition B is going to make everything worse and harder to get real reforms. Proposition B continues all the same policies. It rips in half a $400 million agency. 850 employees go out one door and then go in another door. We create a big new agency that does nothing new. Now, it might be the smoothest government reorganization in history, but... In a city already suffering, I expect confusion, chaos, and paralysis. And what do we get for all of this? Proposition B sets no clean street standards, no mandates. What we need is zero tolerance for syringes, needles, and human feces on our sidewalks, raids on open-air drug markets, enforcement of quality-of-life crimes, tough approaches to public camping. Are we going to get any of these under Proposition B? Well, no, we don't. And in fact, it all becomes harder. Once we rip the Department of Public Works in half, we remove the city administrator. We put in two expensive commissions where every member is approved by the Board of Supervisors. Given the Board of Supervisors' composition, it's likely they're going to impose litmus tests our beloved district attorney, Chesa Bodine, has endorsed Proposition B. 
his radical position on quality of life crimes. No enforcement, never, ever was rejected by every one of his Democrat opponents in last November's election. Proposition B is also expensive. The city will spend a decade and tens of millions of dollars to duplicate support staff. That's acknowledged by the city administrator, a city uh, controller. I happen to disagree with the city controller. Ironically, I think there's more truth in the vote yes on Proposition B arguments that were paid for by the public sector labor unions. We're talking about the SF Labor Council, the SEIU, Local uh, 261. They have repeatedly said straight out that Proposition B means more resources. In other words, more spending. Now, I understand the labor unions are aggressively representing their membership. But guys, this is not the time. God love the hard workers of the Department of Public Works. And I th- but I think we can all agree they already have, under their master labor agreements, some of the most generous wages and benefits for their skills and trades. It is distasteful to be asking for more during the pandemic against the spirit of shared sacrifice. Now, what's the political dimension of all of this? These unions have enormous political influence. Their small dollar donations by their membership add up. Their political action committees make massive independent expenditures. Of those paid arguments are an example. They're going to fill our mailboxes and union envelopes with slate cards that say yes on Proposition B. They're going to control that spending. The Proposition B includes a single sentence that uh, shocked the hell out of me. It says that the two-thirds majority of the Board of Supervisors can decide to relocate any of the new spending at the Department of Sanitation of uh, Clean Streets and Sanitation to another agency. In other words, they can forum shop for whatever department will most please uh, the labor unions. The argument that this is going to help with fraud and corruption is empty. There is no consistent history of commissions under the city charter rooting out corruption. If anything, and this is remarkable, the city of San Francisco has been outsourcing the investigation and prosecution of public corruption to the Trump administration's FBI and DOJ. Look at uh, Mohammed Nuru, um, corruption at the Department of Public Health, corruption at the Department of Building Inspection. Uh, I urge you to uh, hold the city, hold the city, and hold the board of supervisors accountable. You know, I wrote a ballot measure to address the root causes of homelessness. It was called regulation of navigation centers. We got cleared to start gathering signatures, and then shelter in place took away our right to collect signatures. Now, I don't have any problem with that. I'm a big supporter of what the mayor and the Department of Public Health has done to protect San Francisco citizens. But our political rights were taken away. And instead of doing something to help give us relief, like the Board of Supervisors could have worked with us to help put our initiative and others on the ballot, the city council on its own passed every ballot measure that you see on the ballot 
this year. And they are a, it's just taxing and spending and borrowing like this city has never seen with no citizen ballot measures at all. You can listen to and read more of our coverage of the San Francisco ballot measures and the candidates in our nonpartisan voter guide at sfpublicpress.org. I'm Max Pringle. You've been listening to Civic. Civic is underwritten in part by the San Francisco Foundation, which has been acting as a catalyst for change to build strong communities, foster civic leadership, and promote philanthropy in the San Francisco Bay Area since 1948. More at sff.org.